Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift to the focus to become a little bit better instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. All right, so this is Not My Best Podcast, and today with me, I have already been talking to her for a half hour, and my poor podcast assistant is sitting there just patiently waiting for us to start, but that's how good the conversation is. She is the co-founder and CEO of Glowbar, which is down in Tribeca and prides itself on making skincare easy, and she also is a third-generation esthetician, so I feel like you're a very good person to talk to you about my skin. Absolutely. Um, welcome, Rachel Lieberman. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. For those who are listening that don't know, tell us a little bit about Glowbar. Yeah, so Glowbar is your partner in your skincare journey. So Glowbar offers, we're in Tribeca, first mm-hmm. of all, so we have one location today, more to come. But we have one location in Tribeca that offers 30-minute effective skincare treatments. So we really target all of your main skincare concerns like acne, hyperpigmentation, fine lines and wrinkles, which we all have. Um, and we're really trying to make skincare accessible to you, but really effective skincare accessible. Yeah. So in the past, you can get a shorter treatment. It's not super effective. It's kind of what I like to call a fluffy facial. Right. Um, what Glow Bar really is, is 30 minutes of like getting down to business and like treating your skin effectively. Which I love because I feel like Glow Bar really fits into the whole concept of this Not My Best podcast because the whole idea behind it is that you're so consumed between all of these products that are being sold to you and social media and magazines. You feel like if you don't have a 15 step skincare that's different in the morning and at night, then you're not doing something right. Right. And then you're constantly stressed out. Am I doing enough for my skin? Right. Which we know how important skincare is. um, But a lot of times we either don't have the time or the money or the knowledge to have great skin. Do you work for me? No, but if you're hiring, please. (laughs) (laughs) I am hiring front desk people. Please would love to have you join the team. Um, but I just, I think that's so cool. And I think it's cool for me because I, I think the last time I got a facial, which is so embarrassing was my 14th birthday. That's okay. The last time I went to a workout class was my 14th birthday or or never. So we're So the real reason that I'm doing this podcast is to make connections and all the things I'm not good at so that I can learn more about them. So that's fine. You can work out. I'll get my skincare done. Okay. Perfect. You mentioned an interesting thing, which is that people think they're supposed to be doing a lot more for their skin to be doing it right. Right. And what's funny is that I talk a lot about people overdoing their skincare routines and what is actually happening by having that 12, 15-step routine at home where you're buying everything the influencers are telling you to buy and every brand telling you to buy is that you're actually breaking down the skin's barrier. And so most people come into Glowbar, and we've done over 4,000 facials in four months. So, like, we're touching a lot of people. The majority of them come in and they say, I'm sensitive. And we're like, are you really sensitive? Because really sensitive skin, like sensitized skin and sensitive skin are very different things. Mm -hmm. Sensitive skin is really things like rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, things that you would have previously gone to a dermatologist to solve. Um, Sensitized skin is what we all have because we're buying everything off of Instagram and Sephora and we're just fussing around at home. And now you're exfoliating and taking skin And you're really hurting the barrier. And so look, I encourage at Glowbar and what, what we now encourage and what our philosophy is, is more simplified really effective routine at home where yes you might do three to six steps at home I do like six or seven every night but 
it's really effective. Everything you're using serves a purpose and it's not breaking down your skin. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell me what you think is just a really solid, not even necessarily the products, but the types of products that you should be using for a good skincare routine. Yeah. So my philosophy, which is now Globar's philosophy, which yeah. is kind of cool, is um, a five-step um, regimen. And so it's cleanse, tone, treat, moisturize, and during the day, SPF. Okay. And if you're doing those things, like when people DM me and they're like, I do this, this, and this, if they're doing those four or five, I'm like, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. If right. your skin looks good and is feeling good, keep going. The people that I switch are when they're like, I'm using Drunk Elephant this and Sunday Rally this and all these like crazy things that are just not right for their skin. I'm like, okay, we need to like take a pause and get you back onto like a good regimen that's like kind of more simple. So what is the first step for understanding what products are right for you? Is it going to Globar talking to an esthetician? Yeah. So we, like I said, want to be your partner in your skincare journey. Mm -hmm. And so what that really means is you get time with a an expert, so a certified esthetician. Estheticians go to school for over 600 hours. I read that last night. That's so cool. Yeah, and so it's like, they're really, um, I think they're like doctors. Like, they know the skin, not as well as a dermatologist, Mm -hmm. some of them, but like, they go through, the majority of that 600 hours is actually theory, meaning science. So they learn all the different layers of skin, all of the different types of acne, all the different types of pimples, what we like to call them, and, um, like things going on with your skin. And so you come in and you have a diagnostic session where you get to sit with your esthetician just like this and you get to say, this is how I feel about my skin. Rate it one to five. Tell me what your concerns are, what your goals are. And then the esthetician says, okay, I hear you. And we're going to do this, this, and this to help you reach your goals and really like help your skin. And then you can email them after. So every, all of our estheticians have an email where you can directly email them. You also yeah. can DM them. So if you get home and you're like, wait, I use this product at home. Does like, you know, my esthetician at Globar approve. You can take a picture, ask them anything. Um, and we, we try to like keep you going. And then our membership is a monthly membership where you okay. come once a month. And so you come and check in. Right. So it's kind of like, you're like, okay, I've been doing what you said at home for the past, you know, three weeks. Now what should I do? Yeah. And you go from there. So we really want to be with you during your kind of journey. And it is a journey. It really yeah. is. We, um, we just sponsored the marathon or like, oh, um, fun. sorry, we did not sponsor the marathon. I just said that. <laughs> the one. New York City Marathon yes. was actually hosted by Globar. Yeah. We hosted the entire thing. <laughs> um, but we had a booth. <laughs> we had a booth at their expo. And it we actually were, wasn't even at the marathon. It was like a couple months ago. Yeah, back. exactly. It was like at our location in Tribeca. <laughs> but, we, like, um, but we were talking about how marath- um, skincare is a marathon, not a race. Yeah. Which someone oh. corrected me and said, it's actually a sprint. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we had the whole thing wrong and we made stickers that said it, but whatever. It's fun. It's fun. It shows how authentic yeah. we are and genuine um, of people. We all make mistakes. Um, <laughs> and, um, but it, skincare is such, like, it's a long journey. Because yeah. Also for us women, for, like, predominantly, we have hormones that are changing all throughout the month. And mm-hmm. so there are upticks in certain hormones, decreases, and our skin reflects that. So our right. skin is really telling everyone what's going on inside. Which, like, you even just saying that sentence gives me, like, just ugh feelings. Because just that, I don't understand a lot about hormones. I don't understand a lot about what my skin is doing. And that's why I feel like Globar is necessary because... Everything that you just described, like you took the guesswork out of everything. You can text or DM your or email, whatever you just said, your esthetician. Like to have that knowledge there waiting for you when you don't have time to like research this. And I just feel like social media is not the best place to be getting your information on this specific topic. It's a great tool. It's a great connectivity tool. Right. But like 
learning about your skin, maybe not so much. But it's also like what we really tried to do was standardize and customize skincare. And so it's almost, it's similar to anything that has to do with your body. Mm-hmm. It has to be customized for you. So mm-hmm. just like even a workout, like I was saying to you earlier, like my knee has been killing me. I can't just go to a workout class and do the workout that they're telling people to do because yeah. like, I have something You need on. to learn about it. You need to connect with the trainer. Right. Yeah. And so your skin is similar. Like we all are unique. We all have different things going on. We have different allergies. We have different environmental stressors. Some of us are on planes 12 out of, you know, 30 days a month. Like there are just different things going on. So to think that you can just apply what social media tells everyone to do right. to yourself is like, you know, when you think about it like that, you're like, oh, no shit. Like, yeah. Really shit. yeah. It doesn't make sense. So you need like personalized, customized care, which is what Globar stands for. Yeah. I love that. Um, preventative Botox. How do yeah. you feel about it? Love it. You Very do? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've got 10 units oh, in wow. my forehead recently at Laser Away. Okay. Um, and uh, why not? If you if you feel good, life is good. I'm reading this book by um, Gabby Bernstein called Super Attractor. I've heard of it. I, I love read her. it, but I'm so excited too. She's super awesome. I've always loved her. And my actually my studio guy, Lucy, gave me the book, um, so I'm borrowing it from her. And it's all about like do things that make you feel good. Like when you feel good, like the vibrations are high, life is going to be good for you. And so going back to Botox, like if you don't like the wrinkles on your forehead or you want to like avoid having them in the future, absolutely get preventative Botox. You yeah. get like 10 units, have them do like, you know, two and a half along your forehead or wherever you need them. And again, it has to be customized for you because right. everyone's face is different. Everyone's muscles are different. Their Our muscle strength is different. Mm-hmm. So apparently I have a really strong... Um, muscle here in between my eyebrows she told me I was like I felt very athletic that's actually great yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I think it's great why not yeah and I I think it's cool what you said too is like do what makes you feel good and what makes you happy and for some people it does and for some people it's to please other people and if that's the reason that you're going to get it to look like you have an Instagram filter on your face and like maybe take a step back right like that's not the point and also like I actually just posted a picture before I got here like skin texture is like is in like I I don't want to have like a perfect like I mean the facetune blur yeah it's like we all have pores yeah and by the way our pores are like why we're alive like Mm -hmm. they are like they're like a living breathing thing like this is a good thing people um and so I think it's It's so funny like I've always heard people talk about go ahead you can put the coffee down (laughs) I've always heard people talk about like glowy, dewy skin, and, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I was like, oh, what? yeah, sure, whatever, like, skin is skin, and you get yeah. older, and you're like, oh, my God, it doesn't actually do that every day. I know. And now you, like, really appreciate that, and yeah. when your skin has a little bit of texture to it, and I love my pores, and I love, like, waking up in the morning with, like, a fresh face. Mm-hmm. Putting moisturizer on is, like, my favorite thing, because I'm like, oh, like, I'm, like, so yeah. nice and refreshed. And it makes you feel better. Like, this morning, I woke up and felt, like, dry just because the, the weather, weather is yeah. changing. And oh, when I put on my mind, I was like, oh, okay, I can, like, move, like, and it feels good and plump and yeah, all the yummy things. Um, so I want to transition a little bit into talking about your business and how you got into this. Yeah. Tell me about your grandmother because I researched her last night. What a badass. Yeah, she like, was so cool. She so is so incredible. Cool. Is she still alive? She is. And I oh, say she have was. Have her on the podcast. So bring her over. Um, and she is still alive. She's amazing. She was like, I, I don't love, I mean, whatever, I the term girl boss is like, you know, thrown yeah, around everywhere now. Yeah. It's, it is hashtag trending. Um, but she was really like an original, like 
entrepreneur, girl boss, like in badass. the 70s, which was not normal. Right. And so she um she was traveling to Europe a lot and was seeing that over there they were taking care of their skin, like mm-hmm. doing, you know, cleanse, tone, moisturize, like really like caring about their skin. And then she would come back to the United States where she was from. And, you know, they were on their roofs with baby oil all over them, laying in the oh, sun. Oh, yeah, baking. Baking mm-hmm. and not really, like, doing anything. She was like, there's such a, like, why are we not taking care of our skin? Um, and so she opened the first accredited aesthetic school in the country um, so cool. in the 70s out of, in Boston and um, ran that for a while. We, like, I grew up at our schools and manufacturing and all of that. And then my mom um, took it over. And is it still in Boston? Yeah, Catherine Green's Institute of Aesthetics. Um, it's about thirty thousand square feet of like a skincare like haven. It's amazing. It's It's super fun to go there, especially like as a girl. I always joke that I'm so glad that my family was in skincare and not like tigers or like cars because I would have been like so interested. For sure. So I feel very lucky. Um, And yeah, watching my mom and grandmother like run this business, especially in beauty, really like inspired me to go into this. And like Globar is like makes a lot of sense for like our legacy. Yeah, I feel like it just kind of naturally flowed because one of my questions for you was how did you get this idea? But it's yeah, it's so apparent. Like if you're growing up around skincare and you're seeing it and you very similar to your grandmother seeing people on the roof. You're seeing people walking around, right. like just basically slapping things on their face and hoping that it works. Right. It's such a great idea. Yeah. And like, I really, why the idea came about was because I was like, I'm like the cobbler's son with no shoes. I don't take care of my skin. So like, I wasn't going to get facials either. So you say you right. haven't gotten a facial in a while. Like that was me a few years ago because yeah. I didn't know where to go because everything was so expensive, took so much time. I didn't yeah. know who to trust. And so I was like, I need to create something that solves for all of those three things. And so Glow Bar hopefully is that solve, which is like 30 minutes, you know, affordably priced um, and with expert estheticians who really take the time to get to know your skin. So cool. The time thing is so huge for me. Like I actually, this is more of a personal problem, but I have a friend who has gotten me a gift card to a spa for a facial two years in a row. And two years now they have both gone to waste because I work on Saturdays or like I want to spend time with my husband, like to go to the spa, to sit there for an hour and a half, get a facial done, come back. It's just like not in my routine. No, it's so really hard to fit in. And I think there's so much, I always talk about how there's so much pressure or like not pressure, but like conversation around doing things that bring us joy. Mm -hmm. And although like taking care of our skin, it brings us joy. We check it off of our to-do list. It's not like spending time with family and friends, meditating, like really having like alone time or going for a workout or like doing something that really like, you know, increases. And at least for me, like this is part of the podcast too. Like, yeah, self-care is amazing and it makes you feel good, but it's also like all consuming. It can just be so overwhelming because there's so many things that you need to take care of. Right. And by the time I fix my brain with meditation and workout and get a sweat and like spend quality time with my friends, I'm like, I have no time for anything else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we try to make it easy to get to us. So we're open 8 to 10 p.m. Monday to Friday. So if you're the person that can only fit it in at 8 a.m., we're there for you. If you can only fit it at 9.15, oh, we're there amazing. for you then. Um, and so it's, you know, that's working for us. So cool. So you decide that you want to launch this glow bar. What's your very first step? What do you even do when you decide that you want to start a business? Trademarked it. Ah. Yeah. Um, and I think I messed that up a couple times. I forget. I knew that. I, I think, like, I think I created an LLC. I mean, in hindsight, I don't know what I did. Um, I, like, I think I created an LLC, and then when I went to 
create the business, they were like, you should really incorporate it. And so like everything had to get switched. Like I'm a very impulsive person yeah. and I get excited and I just like want to get it done. Like I'm a doer. Which and, I think is so amazing. And like, you need to be that way in order to get things done because if you second guess everything, you're not getting anywhere. Right. So. The only thing though, and I've been getting this feedback since I was like in kindergarten was like to take another minute just to like think through what I'm doing. Because again, I like created an LLC. Then we had to like transition that to a like corporation. I think I like sent in a trademark. Like, like I did things like too quickly, but that's yeah. okay. It all got done. So I trademarked it because the name wasn't taken, which is just was so funny to me when that happened. And so then from there, I think I created an LLC and then a corporation and then really thought was started to think about the brand itself and like what I wanted it to represent, who was going to do the branding for me. Um, and I really say this all the time. I just started to ask people for help. Like, what do I do? Um, started just talking about it. I think like, and I'm a big like manifester. Like I really believe that you need to like speak it into existence. Yeah. And so I just started asking people for help, having meetings with people, picking people's brain, talking to my friends, like at brunch and being like, would you want to do this? Would you come? Like, what do you you think about this idea? And from there, I just started to like, you know, cross things off my list. I love that. And I think that was something that I really didn't understand, you know, graduating college and like thinking about what I wanted to do for my career. Like even starting this podcast, I knew nothing about launching it. And that's why I have two wonderful people sitting in my living room behind the camera right now. But it's like when you don't know how to do something, it's okay because you're not going to know how to do everything. But if you're willing to ask people who are experts in what you need to get done, all of a sudden it happens. You have to be able to ask for help. And it was actually something I wasn't great at mm-hmm. until a few years ago. And so it always, you know, things make sense in the end. Yeah, I always like think back to that. I'm like, I really had to learn how to ask for help before starting Glow Bar because, um, you, you just can't do it on your own. Like I, it's just, it's funny to think that anyone would actually think you could, because like, I can't even get through a day on my own. Mm-hmm. Like truly, like I have a co-founder, I have a team now, like, you know, it's just, it takes a village. It really does. Yeah. What's one skill that you've acquired as a business owner that you didn't think you would have? Um, you know what? My co-founder, Neha, really taught me something that I've brought into, that she brought into our business and that I've brought into my personal life, which is assuming best intentions in people. Wow. And it was never something that I, like, didn't know of or do, but I didn't make it a practice in my life. And so, like... She brought that to Globar, and I think it was from a past experience of hers. And, like, that skill of, like, pausing, even at Starbucks, if they mess up your order. Right. Being, like, they're not doing this to, like, F you over. Yeah. Or, like, ruin your day or frustrate you or get you late for your meeting. For sure. It was a mistake. And, like, there were best intentions behind it. Like, they added oat milk instead of almond milk. Yeah. Big deal. Um, this is not an example from life. I don't know why I'm coming no, up with this. No, but, but like, actually. It, it just, it makes you not, it makes you have a lot of compassion. Mm-hmm. And even at the office, like, if something gets done differently than what I had assumed it was going, like, how it was going to be done, my employee, you know, had best intentions. Yeah. They wanted to do it. They were thinking they were doing it right, and it didn't end up that way. And, you know, it allows you to see the person as a person and not as, like, someone who's trying to, like, That's ruin beautiful. things. And so that has been, like, amazing and even with my friends and now I've like taught all my friends and I'm like we need to assume best intentions in one another so when like we don't text you back it's not because I'm mad at you it has to do with your day a lot of the time right yeah 
So that's, that's great. been like a really beautiful thing that I almost, I think it's so important to get through, through your day that way, because if you go through your day trying to think that everything is going to do like on your terms, everybody is right. for you going to do things the way that you want them to do. You're constantly going to be disappointed. Yeah. And then if I feel like our default mode sometimes is like, you're trying to screw me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you're miserable and you're trying to take it out on me or you're trying to make my day poor. Or you're trying yeah. to, you know, or you're a bad friend because you didn't text me back. Right. Like, it's horrible. I'm going through a lot of shit right now. And when I don't hear from my friends, I don't think that it's because they're not a good friend. I think it's because that they have their own stuff going on. Right. And I think when you kind of shift the narrative that way. Yeah. You're a lot more calm and you're a lot more peaceful. Right. Absolutely. So that's been um, something that I've gained just from starting Global And it really has to do with my co-founder, Neha. I think it makes everything a little bit happier. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Global in 10 years? And what's your vision for the future of skincare? World domination. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, I I never wanted Globar to be one unit, one mm-hmm. store. Um, I would be very proud, and I am very proud that I successfully, with my team, opened one location in Manhattan, and we have a lease, and you're, like, hustling and bustling over there, and you can't get an appointment. Like, very proud of that, and I don't um, – I'm not, like uh, – I don't know how to say it, like – like apathetic to how amazing that is. Yeah. And like you never become desensitized. That. Yeah. But um I want a hundred of these. I want 150 of these. Uh I want everyone to be able to have access to Globar and to be able to take care of their skin really effectively um with trusted professionals. So for Globar, um we try to think like nearish term just to like keep our heads on sure. straight. And just, like, make it happen. But we'll open two more locations next year, at least. Where would those be? Um, Brooklyn and Upper East Side. Oh, cool. And then um, from there, think about, like, going, like, spreading into other parts of the U.S. Um, But I I think for skincare, I think we're actually, and we touched on it already, I think the future of skincare is really simplifying and making it right for you and taking a more scientific approach. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of got into a more... Um, direct-to-consumer kind of like one-size-fits-all approach the past like five years Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing and there have been some amazing brands that have come out of it Um, and I think they're right for a lot of people not for everyone and the combination of all of them can be scary Um, but I think we're getting into a much more scientific customized um, approach for skincare and and that's what Globar you know is that's like what our business stands for Um, and so I hope that Globar will be a part of this like you know, kind of trend in skincare for a while. Yeah, that's amazing. And it starts with the individual saying, like, it's okay if I go into Sephora and I'm overwhelmed by the 80 different products yeah. on the shelves. Yeah. I can learn what's best for me and that's what I can do yeah. for the time being. Yeah, and again, like, we we recommend some products at Sephora. Like, one of my favorite eye creams is actually Clinique's Laser Focus, um, which is so funny because Clinique, like, they have amazing products where people are over them because they're not, like, cool anymore. But I'm yeah. like, actually... That's the company who has the most money to spend on R&D and product development. So yeah. why are we not going to them? Right. And they have the people there that have been doing this for 40 years. Yes, Clinique is like in my mom's cabinet. Clinique Philosophy even has amazing formulas. Estee Lauder, like some of those older brands, the I brands think, are making that are a comeback. Yeah. Because they're tried and true and they're efficacious. Like they work. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, I think that we all just need to figure out what's right for each of us. 
I'm going to leave it at that. We all just need to figure out what's right for each of us. <laughs> That's so, like, cliche, <laughs> but there you go. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming. Thank, Thank you, you for so much for being a part of it. And I'll probably have you back because you're just fun to talk to. So I'm happy to come back anytime. Thank you for listening. Where can people find you? Um, so you can find Globar on Globar, G-L-O-W-B-A-R. We did not drop any vowels or letters, even though that's the cool thing to do these days. <laughs> um, and then our website is Get Globar. Um, and you can talk directly with, to me at Reach Lisa. Love that. Yeah. And you can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern. This is Not My Best Podcast. Stop trying to live your best life. Start actually living a better one.